everybody, welcome to episode 204 of the Finger Guns Podcast. My name is Roscoe once again. How are you doing? It's a big hug and a high five for you. Oh, that was good. High five. Love it. Joining me this week is Josh Thompson. Hello. Hello, bud. How are you? Yeah, I'm good. Thank you. Yourself? Very, very well. Thank you. Very, very well. Good. Glad the sun is still out and I love that. It's amazing. Apparently it's meant to be even hotter this next weekend. So Oof. crazy. Fantastic. The fans are on. These shorts are on. It's good times. <laughs> fans never off. Just not going outside. <laughs> you know what I mean? Just staying warm yeah. indoors. Just got all my yeah. indoors comforts to enjoy while the sun is out. Yeah. Oh, I'm with you there. Absolutely. And joining us is, of course, the mighty FFG, Sean Davies. Am I legally allowed to say hello there? Yes. Or will I get a cease and desist? No, it's not. Miles has not owned that, so go for it. Hello there. Hello there. Oh, hello, everybody. Hi, Dr. Sean. How are you? <laughs> Whichever one you want to go with. How are you, Ross? You okay? You know what, man? I'm doing really well. How are you? Yes, I'm here. Let's go. Let's, let's do this. I love it. I love the energy. Miles um, and Kat cannot join us this week. They're off doing something in the world. Um, and your dog is uh, MIA. We'll find out later. So it is the three of us tonight. It's going to be great. It's going to be amazing. We've got lots to talk about, lots to get through. But I'm going to go to game of the week first as ever. Josh, what is your game of the week? Um, so I feel like you tweeted about a game that I do want to quickly mention. Okay. Uh, human- humanity. Ah, oh, um, humanity. I've not played too much of it. Um, but I'm having a cracking time with it. The soundtrack is amazing. So glad it's already streamable. Um, but I want to highlight a game called Undergrave. Um, it came out last year in July on PC, but I think this week or last week, it just had a console release. I'm playing on the PlayStation. Um, it's basically a tactical roguelike where kind of moving uh makes it's like turn based so like your move makes every other character move and your your attack costs um action points and to regain action points you move across this little it's basically a square space and it's grid grid based as well um and yeah you just go through the it's basically a kind of tactical dungeon crawler it's a roguelike so you kind of have to start fresh every time um you unlock new abilities through the run as you progress and then defeat the boss at the end um it's quite hard so i've not got too far with it i've 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 beaten the first section and i'm on the second one um and it's just really intuitive it's really like it really just like sucked me in it's one of those where you instantly click with it there's nothing much to learn about it um and it's like very like oh just one more run just one more run um it's seemingly based on kind of uh karen's boat like the underworld that takes you through purgatory um and then you end end up as this unnamed character with a big ass sword that has to fight for whatever reason and i don't really know why it's a cool little park pixel art style game um and i'm just enjoying it it's just got a really nice flow to it um very addictive um, and it's quite cheap on the store as well. I think it's even got um, a discount at the moment. So well worth picking up. All right, nice. What's it called? Undergrave. Undergrave, yeah. Cool. Cool. Why are you getting on with humanity? 
it's wild, isn't it? Oh, I love it. Yeah, it's really cool. Um, I like that there's definitely like head scratching puzzles in there, but there's it feels like there's no stakes for mistakes or anything like that. Like you can mm. just like uh, very early on, it's not really a spoiler. The game kind of explains to you that whilst these people are basically falling into their death, they're coming back. So they're not essentially dying. Um, their bodily form is going and then they're reappearing again. Um, so it, it's really no pressure, but you it's just such clever ways and the kind of the way they sort of slowly implement new rules to the game. Just really, really interesting, really good stuff. Yep. Yeah, it's very, very clever. Um, it's clever because it makes me feel very stupid um the first kind of hour or so i was like surely i could work this out this is this is ridiculous um once you actually get that okay i, I can work this out now it just it, it flows so nicely and I, f- I found myself tearing through levels fairly quickly and it was um it was a, it was it was a good feeling so yeah, get those, it's uh, a really good really yeah, good game it's great well we're checking out uh sean your game of the week this is the only game I've played this week, and it's been Lego 2K Drive. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's an interesting game. Um, If you've not heard about it, it's a Lego game, though you drive. And I'm, I think I've played it less than my kids have. I watch my kids play it a lot, and I'll be honest with you, the joy that it brings my kids currently is like, you know, up there with the best games they've ever played. Wow. <laughs> I think there's, I mean, from, from a kid's perspective, they can, like, my twins can play it together and they've not got, like, split objectives. They can set their own objectives, which is, like, a big thing for kids that age. You can go off and do their own thing. And everything's smashable, almost everything. So they could just drive through a street and just knock all the pedestrians over. And no one's harmed, but, you know, it's it's just a lot of fun. And I feel like... Despite the fact that this isn't a game from TT, that this has continued the TT's kind of lineage, uh, but has brought a lot of kind of diversity to Lego games. They're like, I've loved TT Lego games since, you know, Indiana Jones. And yeah, it's just, it just feels like a Lego game without having to feel too much like a Lego game. And um, yeah, if, if you like the Lego games, you'll get on with it, I think. Um, the racing is is very simplistic, and there's incredible amount of rubber banding. Um, I I do I do. If you went into the last lap in eighth position, I can almost guarantee you'll be first or second by the end of that lap because three or four corners before the end of every race, everybody just slows down. So I don't I don't know why that is. Um, but it just feels like it's impossible not to be in the places. Um. And there's, there's quite a lot to do. Like there's a lot of little races and activities and collectibles and it just feels like a, a very busy world full of little things to do. So, you know, I think it's it's a step in the right direction. I think it's that continuation of the diversification of Lego games that we've had like the Lego journey, the Lego builders journey and now this and Lego brawls. And I just think it's it's good to see some other stuff come out of Lego. And I'm I'm very happy that I'm playing it. And if you're a fan of Lego and you like that kind of, cheesy bad humor with lots of puns you'll find a lot to love here you yeah. been, have you been playing it ross i haven't playing it um my uh, review has been written i just need to get it up on the site it's um yeah it's great my, my biggest issue with it is that it's been too k'd in the sense that um there's a lot of microtransactions 
I've obviously just completely ignored them. <laughs> it takes it, it takes a game that like should be should be an eight out of ten to about six because they are slightly egregious, especially for a seventy pound game. And it is unfortunate because it's not it's not as egregious as say what they were in like M- NBA two K, but they're um in a game that's aimed at kids and a game that's full price, it's like Nah, this isn't cool, especially in the Lego game. It's, it's weird to see it in the Lego game because obviously we've been playing 2K uh, TT games for so long that it's weird to see them kind of pop up. But um, in terms of the game itself, yeah, I agree. It is fun and it's um, it's full of that Lego joy that you would expect. And it runs really nicely on the on the old PS5 and it looks great. And it, yeah, it's just full of joy. It's just a joyous game. It's just a shame it's been it's been kind of like rattled by this by 2K's greedy practices what what can you what can you buy with the microtransactions i obviously have not uh, paying attention just vehicles essentially um oh. vehicles um custom things uh things you can add to your car colors you can add to your car designs and things like that and uh okay yeah. so mostly can, i mean are the cars faster than the ones you can i don't i, I haven't bought any so i'm not entirely sure to be honest uh okay. but um yeah Okay. It's, I was it's like some kind of pay-to-win mechanic in there then, which which would be super shitty. It would be, it would be especially for a game that's this simplistic. But uh, it's uh, yeah, it is a bit yeah, kind of annoying. But there we are. Uh, it's always two K, two K, two K, gonna two K. You know what I mean? That's how it goes. I do. Uh, what, what's your game of the week? Um, I want to talk about Starship Troopers Extermination, um, which I've been playing with Miles. It's we're in early access right now. We're both checking it out at the same time, and it's we're having an absolute blast. It's absolute freaking chaos. If you know anything about the film, you know it's just constant, constant madness. Um, it's base building. It's shooting the ever living shit out of tons and tons and tons of bugs. It's escaping at a at a perfect time. Otherwise, you won't be able to leave the planet, and you just get eaten by bugs. Um, it's just madness and. It runs slightly okay until like more than ten bugs appear on the screen, and then <laughs> freezes. And it's got like a lovely kind of like ten FPS mode, where you just where it just goes really really slow because there's too much going on the screen all at once. And thankfully, my laptop hasn't blown up yet because of it. But it's when it's you know a little more calm, it's really fun. And the base building rocks. Um, you're on a two of you can be on a team of four, or four of you can be on a team of four, and you're on with another four teams. And you just bound together, and it's just absolute chaos, and it's really, really fun. Um, it's buggy um, in a lot, a lot, a lot of uh, different ways. Uh, there's obviously a long way to go before this thing is crystal clear and great to come out. I'd prefer to be playing it on a PlayStation. I hope that there is console versions incoming in the future because that would be really nice, um, just to smooth over any of those uh, bugs. But yeah, I'm having a really great time. There's going to be a piece about it up on the website this week by me and Miles. And I'm sure Miles, when he's back next week, we'll talk more about it because it's uh, yeah, it's cracking, and I'm having a really good time with it thus far. So um, yeah, the early access is, is available now on Steam. So if you do want to play it, check it out because it's uh, it's a really really good time. Just make sure your PC can just about run it because it is when it gets chaotic. Yeah, your computer tells you <laughs> you know about it. I I watched a guy play this. Um... Like yesterday, I think it was for about half an hour, and he kind of stood in the same place, and he he was like screaming down the mic, "I'm holding the line, 
and he'd, he'd kind of edit it over the music from when they're leaving Clendato. Mm. <laughs> it was brilliant. It was like, it looks so good and movie accurate. I just was really impressed. It really captured the, the spirit of those massive, massive fight scenes in the film. Yeah. You know, those huge combat scenes. Um, especially when you've, when you like, when you're doing the extraction and you've got to just shoot down hundreds of bugs. There's bugs coming at you. They're on fire. They're covered in smoke. They're just coming at you. There's one after the other, after the other. And it's an absolute madness, but it's, yeah, it's really, really fun. And uh, there was a lot of screaming between me and Mars going on. Um, we didn't record it, thankfully, because it would just be mad. But um, yeah, it's really good fun. It's well worth a look. Have you given each other names yet? Are you Rico's red- rednecks? <laughs> no, not yet. <laughs> I think you'd be a good Diz. <laughs> yeah, me too. Me too. Me too. But I'll keep shouting, I'm doing my part! Go out up. That's my, <laughs> my, that's my sort of like go-to. <laughs> Uh, right then, let's get uh, let's get to the quiz. Uh, we weren't going to do, but Sean magically found one, so let's do that one. We're going to do that one just to see how it goes. I want to beat Josh today. I'm in a Josh beating kind of mood, so let's go. Yeah, so you can both have a crack at answering this as we go along because I'll be honest with you, I've vetted the first four questions, and this could get really messy. So <laughs> it's a, a history of video games quiz. So I'll, I'll read out. <laughs> this is taken from factmonster.com. So if any of these answers are wrong, then the website name is incorrect. Um, so, so yeah, just just when I, when I shout out, when I read out the three or four answers, just take a pick, shout them out. We'll answer as we go along. We can discover this quiz together. Okay, so question one. In 1958, physicist Willie Higginbottom invented an interactive game played on an oscilloscope. The first video game was similar to the three answers are table tennis, Pac-Man, or Asteroid. Table tennis. Miles. Uh, sorry, Josh. Good answer. Uh, yeah, I think I'd go with that as well. Okay. Because of Pong. Correct. Table hey! tennis. <laughs> okay. Question two. We know two. our stuff. We know our stuff. Well done, one each. Okay. Question two. Atari's first game, Pong, similar to table tennis, was so named because of the name Ping Pong, was already copyrighted. And answer one, Pong is the sound of the game the game makes when the ball hits the paddles. Answer two, the person who developed the game was nicknamed Pong. Well, three, the word Pong means tennis in Japanese. I think I'll go for C. Okay. Ross? I think I'll go for, uh, yeah, I think I'll go. For, sorry to be boring. I think I'll go for C as well. Okay. You were both incorrect. Uh, the correct answer is Pong is the sound the game makes when the ball hits the paddles. Damn it. All right. Oh, man. Video games back in the day. Okay. <laughs> uh, question three. In the classic video game Donkey Kong, the hero was originally named Jumpman. Jumpman was later named to Mario by members of the Nintendo of America staff because of his resemblance to who? Was it Mario Andretti, the race driver, Mario Sigali, the landlord, or Mario Puzo, the famous author? A, the driver. I'll go B to be different. Okay. 
The answer was Mario Sigali, their landlord. <laughs> That's a 2 1 to Josh. Okay, question four. Mm. The founder of Atari, who, who also founded the national way restaurant chain Chuck E. Cheese, was named Nolan Bushnell, Ralph Bear, or Steve Russell. See? Ross? Uh, a. The answer was A. It was a. Nolan Bushnell. Congratulations. 2 2. Okay. Oh, just a, a, a little fact. The first Chuck E. Cheese restaurant opened in 1977. It was called Pizza Time Theater. There we go. There you go. Um, question five Nintendo is a Japanese word meaning answer one, leave luck to heaven. Answer two, fun television game. Or question three, too much excitement. <laughs> Any ideas? I'm going to go for C, I think. Too much excitement. Uh, I'm going to go for A, because it didn't start as a games maker. It started out as a card game maker. Okay. So I'm assuming that they probably didn't have that in their lexicon at the time. Correct answer was leave luck to heaven. Ross pulls oh, ahead. Three yes. two. Okay. Question six. Colico, the company named for the known for the Colo ColecoVision home system stands for A Connecticut Leather Company, B Colorado Lens Company, or C Colorado Lead Coal. Jesus Christ. So A, Connecticut Leather Company, B, Colorado Lens Company, or C, Colorado Lead Coal. Uh, I'm going to go for C, because at some point it's going to have to be C. <laughs> I, like, I like the consistency. Right? Uh, a. The correct answer was Connecticut Leather Company. What? Well done, Ross. 4-2. Okay, one of these answers got to be C, I'm sure. Don't go, don't go for C is what I'm getting at here. <laughs> okay, question seven. Incensed by the violence in such games as Mortal Kombat and Night Trap, two senators launched a Senate investigation into video game violence in 1993. One of the senators was Hubert Cole of Wisconsin. The other was A, Al Gore from Tennessee, B, Joseph Lieberman from Connecticut, or C, Bill Bradley from New Jersey. I'm pretty sure this is A. I'll go. Okay. Josh? I'll go for B. Okay. Staying away from C. I like it. Mm. Correct answer was Joseph Lieberman. It comes back. Three, four. <laughs> okay. I got that wrong then. Yes. Sorry. Joseph Lieberman was, was the correct answer. Um, Question 8. In 1998, this retail chain banned the sale of more than 50 video games that it considered inappropriate by its own standards. Was it A, Toys R Us, B, Walmart, or C, KB? This is a very American quiz. Isn't it just? Factmonster.us, I guess. <laughs> mm. I guess they are the whole world, though. Very true. <laughs> um... <laughs> What the? F I don't even know what KB is. And maybe they it's went out of business market. because because they banned fifty of the best video games ever. 
<laughs> Maybe. Yeah, this looks like an American hip hop artist. That's not a shop. Uh, I'll go for C. <laughs> you gonna say what? I'll go for C. Why not? Let's okay. go back for it. Ross? I'll go for Toys R Us. Okay. The correct answer was Mormart. Oh, nobody moves on. I'm sorry. Uh, okay, question nine. Which of the following was the first home video game system sold in the US? Was it the Atari 2600, aka video game computer system or the VCS? The Fairchild Camera and Instruments Video Entertainment System, aka Channel F, or the Magnavox Odyssey? I've never heard of the second one. Should I have heard I've of that? Heard, I've not really heard of either of them. That's showing my age. I think I think some of them. I think I think people used to refer to it as the Fairchild, which I think you know, the Fairchild Camera and Instruments Video Entertainment System is a bit fucking crazy. Mm. Um, Atari Twenty Six Hundred, obviously, um, um, and the Magnavox Odyssey. So, okay, I'm going to go for the Atari because anyone I've heard of. Yeah, me too. Okay, the correct answer was the Magnavox Odyssey. Damn. Oh. Okay. Oh, was that C? Uh, C. <laughs> oh, oh. Uh, okay. And finally, question 10, resulting from the shootings at Columbine High School in Littleton. This console was released in the US without a light gun. Was it the Sony PlayStation, the Sega Dreamcast, or the Nintendo 64? Sorry, N- Nintendo N64. Uh, the N64. Josh? Uh, Sega. The Dreamcast. Okay. It was the Dreamcast. Oof. You both got four, four. Well done. Um, I mean, let's call that a draw because I really can't be asked to find the tiebreaker. Well done, folks. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Man, I'm sure there was a light gun for the Dreamcast. Maybe I'm wrong. Uh, maybe not in the US because this is just... The... <laughs> Obviously, they've never heard of Europe. Um... Sure, yeah. <laughs> And that was today's quiz. All right. Congratulations, gents. Happy to take the spoils. Thank you, Sean. Thanks, man. That was good times. Um, that was that was no good compared to a Matt or, or uh, 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 Miles or Cat special, was it? It was lovely. It was like random questions. I never heard of those before. It's, well, good, to go. ex- it's good to expand the knowledge, you know? Yeah. Fair to expand the knowledge. Um, I saw a question on TikTok this week I thought I might throw out. Um, in 2020, Among Us was caught in violation of the Geneva Convention, but why? Uh, what? The video game Among Us was caught in violation of the Geneva Convention, which is like wartime rules and things like that that we have to abide to. Okay. And Among Us, along with the f- several other games, um, has been in violation of its of its rules and its pastimes. Is it because of ejecting people into space? No. Okay. Go on, I'm interested. Yeah, it is, I'm stumped. It is because they used the logo of the Red Cross, which is the red, obviously the red plus. Um, that is in violation of the Geneva Convention if it's not an actual medical-based thing. So they had to turn it into green, which is why um, you see a lot of green health things in video games because they're not allowed to use the Red Cross. That does make sense. Yeah. 
Oh man, these old rules. <laughs> um, Stardew Valley was also in violation of the Geneva Convention because of this. Can you imagine that email? Waking up in the morning, going into work, sitting down after creating such a smash video game, going, <laughs> "We're in violation of the Geneva Conventions." <laughs> oh my god, you're, you're essentially war crimes. <laughs> <laughs> Stardew Valley war crime. <laughs> Straight madness. Um, but anyway, that's a fun fact I, I saw on TikTok. I thought I'd share. Um, it's quite interesting. Um, right then, let's get into the news. And first up, my badass Lord of the Rings MMO is coming via Amazon. Apparently, um, over at VGC, the mighty Tom Ivan writes: Amazon Games will develop and publish a massively multiplayer online game based on the Lord of the Rings. The PC and console title will be an open-world MMO adventure in a persistent world set in Middle-earth featuring the beloved stories of The Hobbit and Lord of the Rings Literary Trilogy, according to Monday's announcement. It's in the early stages of production with development led by Amazon Games Orange County, the studio behind New World and the company's first, Amazon's first kind of big success. Um, So it looks like that there is a big old Lord of the Rings game incoming. Um, Sean, should we, we be excited about this? I mean, the, the developers of New World, they proved that they can make a good game because New World was pretty good. I, I played very briefly when it first came out after I could finally get on after sitting in the queues for what felt like years. Um, but I, I think I think they've got to really kind of target this to who would be interested in it. I think they really need to kind of hone in on the, the Tolkien fans because... Um, a lot of this kind of Lord of the Rings stuff that's been made over the years that hasn't really, I think it was like War of the North, I think it was, um, which was just like an action slasher set in Middle Earth, could have been set anywhere else, and it was crap. So I, I just I feel like they really need to kind of tailor and cater to that kind of central demographic rather than just trying to make a, a an MMO game and sticking, you know, the different worlds of, of Middle Earth in there because I don't think it will I don't think it'll take off if that's the case. They, they you know, you've got to really kind of grasp onto what makes you know, Lord of the Rings and the Hobbit very special. Um but don't don't overdo it. You know, we don't need loads of tree beards, I don't think. I don't think you should be having the <laughs> ends in this game. Um because that should be like a, you know, a, a move like that should only happen once ever. You don't need to have this in the game, and and I say that now knowing that it will be in the game. Um, but you know, I'm I'm, you know, apprehensive, but also quite excited about the fact that having an MMO in MM in Lord of the Rings. You know, there have been really good things done with the Lord of the Rings license, like the Warhammer tabletop game is is really good. Um. And then a card game that came out a little bit ago was was pretty good. Um, but like I say, if, if they're going to do an MMO, they really need to kind of delve into that lore and, and make sure that they stick with what's good, and and don't don't just try and make an MMO and stick Middle Earth on it because then it will just suck. So, yeah, I'm hopeful. Okay, cool. Um, Josh, what would you like to see from this? Are you a Lord of the Rings fan at all? Um, I definitely enjoyed the movies. Uh, it's something that I've not 
kind of revisited in a really long time and I don't think there's a reason for it apart from maybe um, kind of thinking so fondly of them in the past and I know they will still hold up um, uh, and I really liked um, the Shadow games, Shadow of Mordor and Shadow of War um, which kind of deviated from standard lore stuff um, and standard story uh, and I know that the Lord of the Rings TV show kind of went in a prequel direction um, and kind of fans of the series of, of the books, not not necessarily the films, were quite quick keen on the direction they were going on a little bit, um, though some decisions had them divided. Um, so, it, yeah, I think it's exactly like, kind of like what Sean's saying is that there's a certain kind of like direction you need to go in and it's such a fine line of either going too far or not enough um the kind of the studio has kind of a really big weight to bear um I obviously I heard about New World when it came out and the kind of how game-changing of an MMO it was at the time but since then I've, I've not personally heard anything and I don't think I don't know if it's just because I'm out of the circles of MMOs because I don't think I can play them because I want to get through games not to live them forever. Um, so I don't know how what the state of New World is at the moment. If I'm, I'm guessing they're continuing support of it. Um, it was definitely Amazon's uh, best launch. Um, but that's not to forget kind of games like Crucible, which came out. Um, they took back to try and fix and then just straight up cancelled it. So, yeah, it's hard to... It's hard to think how Amazon are going to treat it. Are they just going to dump loads of money into it and ex like try and expect the best, or are they going to you know be smart with how they go in a direction of it? And it's not just going to be a case of um, letting them run buck wild with loads of money, but instead kind of come to people like the Embracer Group that own the rights and kind of delve into what they now own and kind of say now what can we expand on that will be interesting for gamers and for Tolkien fans as well as, as opposed to just being like let's just play the hits of what we know you know in Lord of the Rings terminology these days um, but yeah I mean it's it's something that you know if it if it was came out today and it was like the best MMO and it was Lord of the Rings then I'd be there day one um, but I think they've just got a very high bar set for themselves with the sort of um, standard. And, you know, this is one of five that we're supposed to be expecting from various developers through Embracer for in the next year. So we've got Gollum and then we've got this one and then we've still got three more. So hopefully the whole Lord of the Rings IP isn't stretched thin to the point where we're kind of just sick of it um, by the time this game comes out. One can only hope. One can only sure. hope. <laughs> um, would you like to see a, a different, maybe direction, maybe a Souls-like kind of MMO, or should it stay so it's more traditional mechanics, do you think? Um, it's hard to say, because I feel like modern MMOs that are working right now is stuff like, um, oh, what's the one? The Japanese, the Chinese-developed one that's like massive, Genshin Impact. Um, like that's real-time combat 
uh, cell shaded. It's kind of got like a character tree and you can form groups through characters that you kind of acquire through gacha mechanics. Um, they've recently just released Honkai Star Rail or Honkai Star Rail. Um, that's like a turn-based strategy game. So it's kind of like, and these are really successful ones. So it's kind of like, it's an open book and kind of the direction that they can go towards. Um, I, I mean, the sound of a Dark Souls MMO is quite appealing. There's a lot of PPV, PPV, PVP fans that enjoy the, um, that enjoy kind of that aspect of Dark Souls. So to have that in an MMO sense would be interesting, kind of like really um, concentrating on the combat more so than the scope of the game. Yeah, I mean, I've always, I don't know, in my head, like, when I think of a Lord of the Rings MMO, I, I always picture something like Dark Souls or something like Elden Ring um, mm. to kind of bring that challenge in. And I don't know, I, I think it'd be quite interesting to take a massive IP like that and really kind of give it that kind of souls. I mean, you could argue with Jello Ford and Order kind of had that in a way. Um, it had Souls-esque kind of uh, mechanics. But yeah, I think... Sure. I think Lord of the Rings maybe fits it a little better uh, because it just yeah. it looks like a Elden Ring. looks like Lord of the Rings, doesn't it? Every kind of freaking corner of the world it does. It's got that kind of classic style. So I don't know. That's what was just in my head. I thought that might be an interesting take on it. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I remember playing The Hobbit on Game Boy Advance or Game Boy, and it was like a, a proper, proper like RPG where mm. it was kind of, um really in depth really like you know hard as well to play um so yeah i mean i think they've kind of dipped their toe in every genre at this point like why not go for kind of what, what was last year the biggest game which is kind of like the souls formula mm. well i guess we'll see um probably won't be that after all that but it's <laughs> <laughs> you never know um but there are groundbreaking games apparently coming from Take two, who have said that groundbreaking games will drive a big jump in its sales in the next fiscal year, suggesting that Grand Theft Auto 6 might just be around the corner, maybe. Um, again from VGC, again from Tom Ivan. He's right. Rockstar owner Take Two is forecasting a sharp jump in sales during its next fiscal year, driven by the release of several groundbreaking titles. For its current fiscal year ending on March 31st, 2024. The company is expecting net bookings in the range of 5.5 to 5.55 billion, up from 5.28 billion last year. But for its next year, which runs from April 20, 2024 to March 2025, net bookings are expected to jump over to $8 billion. Um, looking, uh, quote, sorry, uh, look, looking at fiscal 2025, it's a highly anticipated year for our company, said Take Two CEO Strauss Zelnick. For the last several years, we have been preparing our businesses to release an incredibly robust pipeline of projects that we believe will take our company to even greater levels of success. In 2025, we expect to enter this new era by notching several groundbreaking titles that we believe will set new standards in our industry and enable us to achieve over $8 billion in net bookings and over $1 billion in adjusted, unrestricted opening cash flow. There's lots and lots of you know stuff about you know words and money and stuff like that. Um, they haven't specifically said the $8 billion could be reached without Grand Theft Auto, they said we're not talking about specific titles. We believe it's highly achievable. I do know it's exceedingly rare that we talk about our years and when we do. It's because we have a high degree of confidence. 
So we shall see. Sean, does this mean that DJ6 is coming before 2025? Yes. Yes, I thought so too. I don't think it's just that. I think um, they've got quite a lot of things in the pipeline. You know, there's the Hangar Hangar 13. We've been working on a Mafia game for a while, so that, that might be something that we see over the next month be announced and released before the next fiscal year. Um, Remedy's got two, the, the, the Max Payne remakes that are coming out under Take Two. Um, so th- there's a lot of there's a lot of games that are going to come out which are going to be quite popular. And also, the Private Division, despite the fact that you know they've kind of made some redundancies there and it's going to be scaling down, they've got a lot of independent games coming out, and they've just bought Zynga as well. So, you know, they. I think you got to think of, of the wide picture. They've got a lot going on. Take two have got a whole load of stuff going on, and obviously, when you see these kind of games, you think they're going to sell a lot, and they they may all culminate in that. But I think we can all read between the lines and think, yeah, this might be GTA Six, and I I I feel like the, that leak we saw last time that you know. Rockstar tried and tried to take down and just couldn't get off the internet. I think people were like looking at that, going, "This is a long way off." But from what I've heard, that was really that was that was footage from from a lot earlier date, from a much earlier time period that was leaked later. So I think it might be quite far along, and I wouldn't be surprised if we saw at least a tease for or an announcement of it before the end of this year. I'm ready for a new release next year. Do you think it'll it's be a showcase? Me, I, I was going to talk about it later as one of my wacky dream announcements, but I'd, okay. I, I genuinely, if, if there's going to be somewhere that it's going to get announced, it'll either be, it, it'll be within the next couple of months. Um, but again, this is this is Rockstar and it, and it's G, it's GTA, so you really wouldn't need to have it announced at a show. You could essentially put it on a blog somewhere, their own blog, and it would, you know, take you do more numbers than, you know, most video games could ever dream of. So, True. it's, you know, I I would like for I mean, can you imagine if Sony ended the show, having shown, you know, Metal Gear Solid remakes and and a load of new games, and then they went, oh, and here's one more thing, <laughs> it was GTA Six. It would be off the fucking chain. Um, <laughs> I would shit my pants. <laughs> it would open with the Rockstar logo again, and we think, "Oh fuck's sake, it's another GTA Five edition." And then no, it's got a six. It, it would be really great if it was like Table Tennis Two or whatever it was called. <laughs> <laughs> You've got one more thing: it's Table Tennis Two. But you know, I take to be fair, I take any Rockstar game at this point because I think it's been too too long since we've had. You know, as good as Red Dev Two was, I, I bounced off it enough times to know that that game just isn't for me. Mm. And I can appreciate the art, but I don't have the time in my life to be riding across the West anymore. So, give me something small. Give me a small school that I can bully people around, or give me some ping pong. Thank you very much. You know what? It's called ping. No, sorry, I won't do that again. Um... <laughs> okay. You imagine it's Japanese? Yeah, like. Oh, you know, <laughs> See, we've learned something today. Um, God, can you imagine if they one more thing GTA Six at the showcase? Oh my God! 
All you'll hear in the background think, is like, um, breaking news, Phil Spencer has left Xbox. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think Keeley's got enough pull to have it at a Summer Game Fest if we were to think that it would be announced this year? That he would have it over PlayStation, or do you think PlayStation's too too mighty of a of a corporation for the for Keely to kind of take that mantle? If like, uh, it can work two ways, so the PlayStation showcase is going to have the most eyes that any showcase has this year and or, or last year and it, since the last time they did a showcase, which is almost two years ago. It's going to have the most eyes on it, but at the same time, if Sony put GTA 6 in their showcase. Anything they announced prior to that point might as well not exist. Exactly. So yeah. it might be that Jeff gets gets it, you know. Um, but you'd expect him to be teasing it like 15 times a day at this point if that was the case. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I can't wait to tell you guys, we've just had a practice around this this sixth day that we're gonna do, <laughs> you know. Just posts a random selfie of Chad Kroger for no reason. Just like, okay, <laughs> that, that rock star dude. <laughs> um, it, it might be that they do their own thing, you know. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I remember this is going back a bit, but I remember the Grand Four countdown website, and it was just a countdown to the trailer, and that was enough to cause absolute hysteria. And I think that was even before bloody Twitter. I mean, that was blogs and message boards and forums and people going completely insane and you know rockstar have that power they're probably the only people that do to be honest they can just do it completely on their own and yeah. i mean they did it last time so yeah i mean look how they did red dead 2 they just changed the color of their twitter profile you know yeah that's all they did they changed it from yellow to red and people went that shit <laughs> yeah i remember eating my words over that <laughs> Paul got super excited. He's like, "Oh my god, it's coming!" I'm like, "Man, it's just an icon change. Chill. Happens all the time." <laughs> Within table days, tennis like, oh. too. <laughs> they changed it to white. It must be table tennis. Oh, um, let's go table tennis too. I, I I can't remember. Like GTA Five was it where um, they just put it out on their blog, or like they they just put a load of screenshots out on their blog, and. For like two days, it was just utter chaos. No yeah. other game could get talked about for two days because of a, a, a blog post. You know, they they have got a, a serious amount of pull, um, yeah. which I'll never understand. <laughs> well, as of um, probably why as of March twenty twenty three, GTA Five has sold one hundred and eighty million copies. Ridiculous. Yeah. That's over three generations as well. Yeah. If anything, they really don't need to put anything else out. Like Rockstar could be done, but the fact that they're not and they're carrying on forwards is, I mean, I I appreciate it because I think they do make games, but they really could have just milked GTA five until, until they went over, I guess. I think they have, to be honest. I don't, I, yeah, I don't think so they GTA can get. Is coming. I don't think they can get another ounce. I think GTA Online has kind of faded a little. Um, Red Dead mm. Online did. I think they've shut it down now. Well, they were going to shut it down. Um, it didn't get the same numbers as GTA Online did, and so they probably went. Okay, now is the time for GTA Six. Um, but they did. They had no reason to do it for years. That's why they, you know, they milked yeah. GTA Online for so long. 
But there was people like us who don't play online. Like, we need a single-player content, Rockstar. Come on. And, you know, finally we're getting it eventually. So, you know, can't wait. Really excited for whatever it's going to be. But, my God, if they drop it on Wednesday, you'll hear. It'll be audible on the moon. <laughs> It'll be fireworks. It, it, it's going to be crazy. And Xbox is like, but we've got Indiana Jones in our showcase. So, yeah. <laughs> we'll see. I am um, I am looking at private divisions like upcoming to be announced stuff, and they have got a lot of um, different developers on their slate that would also accommodate this kind of boost in sales. Um, one of them, an untitled Middle Earth game by Weta Workshop, which is the kind of animation studio or like the visual effects studio that do pretty much every movie you've heard of these mm-hmm. days. Um, the Project Bloom. With Game Freak, so the kind of uh, I, th- I think it's a Pokemon game, right? The Project Bloom, um, but they're kind of letting it go to a Western publisher. Um, Bloober Team with an untitled survival horror game. Um, so whilst these aren't like necessarily like GTA numbers, like accumulatively, um, it could happen. Um, games published was Hades and 21 was Supergiant so if they're doing Hades 2 that could be another like factor as well um, mm. but you know I've not looked too hard into Hades 2's uh, publishing stuff and so you know it's, of them. Yeah. yeah it is it is like it all, it all adds up right like these games don't sound like uh, small games definitely not no I mean, take two. They're gonna they're gonna be probably the biggest publisher for the next twelve months, aren't they? You <clears throat> yeah. dropped off. especially with uh, especially with the two K drive cars. Uh, they're gonna make mills. <laughs> Absolutely, just off my kids. Yeah. Just, <laughs> just out of my bank accounts. <laughs> Those Lego cars, baby. Let's do it. <laughs> um. All right, then. Let's move on then to uh, something that I can really talk to Josh about, and I'm really excited to actually. Um. PC Gamer reports a single-player Dead by Daylight game is coming from the makers of the Dark Pictures Anthology. The long-running multiplayer survival horror game Dead by Daylight is about to move into the single-player realm, courtesy of a new project in development at Supermassive Games, the developers of Until Dawn, the Dark Pictures Anthology, and The Quarry. Details on this supermassive project won't be announced until later this year, but Dead by Daylight Studio Behavior Interactive setup will offer players an intense narrative experience filled with powerful life-or-death choices set within the backdrop of Dead by Daylight, and that is uh, written by Andy Chalk over at PC Gamer. Um, so, Josh, how are we feeling about this? Um, you know, I'm quite happy because I think, <laughs> as someone who has deleted and re-downloaded Dead by Daylight multiple times in this month alone <laughs> due to sheer rage of the game, um, it's testament to kind of the the backdrop that is Dead by Daylight that is so kind of like. I want to keep coming back to it. Like I hate it as much as I do, but like, I really like the kind of stuff that they're going for. Like um, the killers, uh, especially the kind of recent um, iterations of the new killers. So they bring out a new killer every three months. Um, We've had a lot of licensed ones that are like resident evil, silent hill, um, all that good stuff, but uh, they've really stepped up their game in their original killers. um, And, uh, this was announced during their kind of seven-year anniversary stream. 
Um, unfortunately, it came out a little bit early because there was massive leaks, one of them being Nicholas fucking Cage is coming to Dead by Daylight um, as his own person with voice lines. Um, uh, and yeah, I think um, they're doing a really good job with the kind of law that they're filling out. There's so much of it to read into if you're really like a massive fan into the stories. Like there's more than just the character bios of each killer and survivor. There are um so like Fortnite and stuff like that, they have these sort of they don't call them seasons, they call them um rifts. And you do challenges, you unlock pages, and these are all stories related to the killer in this rift that you're kind of like doing in a game part in a season sense of like accumulating prizes per levels and such um so yeah it's really rich with lore a lot of untapped potential and to have supermassive be a part of it um is really good to hear because um a lot of the sort of horror of dead by daylight is probably the kind of actual like human aspect of it like knowing that someone could be behind your back and you don't even know it and you get jump scared and stuff like that um but to have it elevated by um, people that made The Quarry, um, which I really enjoyed, and I really enjoyed Until Dawn as well, um, it, it fits. Uh, it's a vibe that fits both of them. Um, I can see it. Um, I can definitely see it working really well. Um, so fingers crossed it is a good game. All right. It's not often you get positivity from Dead by Daylight with you, man. That's nice to hear. <laughs> Seeing as you're like one of the three on our team who play it somewhat religiously, yes. you all of you all of you hate it, and what's so fascinating mm-hmm. about it? It's a fascinating thing. <sighs> it's um, it's just online games, man. Um, I think uh, Dead by Daylight has a very this is it's a really interesting dichotomy of like uh, putting the power in the killer or putting the power into the survivors. Um, in terms of your own human decision-making when you're playing the game. Um, And, you know, people are people. They can be pieces of shit. So if you've got a piece of shit killer, you're not going to have a fun time. Um, But when you can one-up someone, which is very rare if you're a survivor, um, because you kind of have only your own sort of skill of evading them, um, the best is to your ability. You You can't kill the killer or anything like that. Um, it just breeds a lot of toxicity. Um, mm. But, you know, there's just something about it where you kind of just want to be better to kind of show the killers that you can do it as opposed to kind <laughs> of... Um, but, you know, as ever-evolving online games, they're, they're constantly making changes. And um, this seven-year anniversary amongst the announcement of, of the new game and Nicolas Cage, they spoke at length about balancing the game in ways that kind of like are healthy for the community and are healthy for both sides of the play field. So, you know, um, yeah, Dead by Daylight, they're, they're quite smart with what they do. Our behavior interactive are smart with what they do with their IP. Um, so Supermassive jumping on board for a single player was probably not a small decision for them. So yeah, mm. it's going to be quite big. Interesting. Very interesting. Uh, Sean, what's your history with uh, DBD? Does the single player thing get you interested? I'm super massive. 
Um, my history with Dead by Daylight is I played it for about half an hour and went, no, fuck that jazz. And <laughs> <laughs> I, I I own it. Um, I've downloaded it a few times. I get about halfway into a game until I realize I just don't know what I'm doing. And I feel like as it's expanded, it's become ever more impenetrable. So I, I, it, it's the Dead by Daylight is not for me. But any kind of horror game made by Supermassive is absolutely my jam. So I don't even care that it's a Dead by Daylight game at this point, just to know that Supermassive are doing more horror beyond the, the Dark Pictures anthology and Dead by Daylight. And um, Sorry. Um, what's it called? From, no, the, the other one. The one that they did for... The Until, Dawn. Until Dawn. Until Dawn, thank you very much. Um which you know makes sense until dawn dead by daylight it's, it's all good um <laughs> they, i think i just think they 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 really know how to make a game creepy how to build atmosphere and they know what scares people not not in the traditional sense obviously because you know it's not just jump scares they can really make an atmosphere and that first time we played until dawn and walk around the house where nothing happens but you're still you're still tense and they really know how to do that in in all of their horror games. So I, you know, I, I'm just happy that they're getting to continue to do that. Um, and you know, I, I'm very happy that the Dead by Daylight players get to have something other than Dead by Daylight to play, while still set in the same universe. Because you know, just just to have Josh, Miles, and Cat maybe talk positively about Dead by Daylight uh, without having to delete a game would be great. And That'd be nice, wouldn't it? It would, you know. <laughs> so, so yeah, I'm 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 immediately on board with this. You know, as far as I'm concerned, Supermassive Supermassive can do no wrong. So, um, what I'm really surprised at is because I really thought that Supermassive were going to get bought by Sony. Um, ah. so so this kind of lends weight to the fact that they aren't. But it was one of those wild rumors that was doing the rounds around some industry panels not too long ago that Sony were interested. So. Um, but yeah, it's it's good news all around. Yeah. I mean, Meet Your Maker was behavior developed, and they kind of released it on their platform for free as a PlayStation Plus. So I yeah. don't think the door's necessarily closed. It could be a still talks. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, these things obviously take take time. Um, it's just mm. that I know that you know. I think the the, the Sony probably had the option to pick up the Dark Anthology. The Dark Picture Anthology stuff mm. um, after Until Dawn, and obviously the the you know, Supermassive is still doing VR games for Sony with like Switchback, which is Jesus Christ, that game is creepy. Um, <laughs> genuinely, like mannequins cannot be as scary in any other medium apart from that Switchback. It's genuinely terrifying. <laughs> um, so the well, did I, you play I, that? I, did you play that exclusive level on Hogwarts? What? With the mannequins. Oh yeah, fuck me. Yeah, yeah no, fuck that. This, this is even scarier. Like, God damn it! Like, like every time, like, so like, there's a part where you go through and there's loads of mannequins, and every time the light goes out, mannequins turn. But like, do you know how I in mean, like Hogwarts, so you, you know, you'd like you you like you one back up and they'd be they'd move. Oh, uh, horrible! Just get, like you know the weeping angels from Doctor Who. I don't know. Um, <laughs> it's it's like that. So yeah, nah, I'm um, good. I'm good, thanks. <laughs> yeah. 
not your bag at all, but yeah. Um, it's one of those games where I, I sit down to play it and I still end up taking the headsets off in a sweat. So, <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. Um, so yeah, I mean, there's so much coming to Dead by Daylight anyway before this even begins. Um, they've got um, cosmetics coming in inspired by Iron Maiden and Slipknot. Um, I think that's a thing that's happening. Um, and of course, yeah, yep. yeah, as you mentioned, Nicholas Cage is coming to the game as a standalone survivor. Um, the same he's not coming in as a killer, that'd be quite that, that'd be hilarious. But, um, no, there we are. Uh, yeah, you might see uh, I've chosen Nicholas Cage as my uh featured image for this podcast this week because it's just uh, <laughs> he's just staring you down, and it's fantastic. I love it. Um, so yeah, we've been talking to Kat Amars about this. Um, obviously, not here, but they have sent. Overstatements and Kat says, I think it'll be awesome if they do it right. Both the killers and characters have law, especially the ones who are paired together, such as Kate and the clown. So if they don't incorporate that side of their own law, that will be a shame. But you've also got to but you've also got the actual licensed ones to think about too, as much as Michael and Laurie. So it'll be interesting to see how they're going to do it. I'm here for it though. It'll be ace because as the games progress, personality traits have been attached to the characters and how they played and what type of players base plays that particular character, which will be fun when you get to actually take control of them in the game. And Miles says, I really like Supermassive's work, and I think that they're an ideal choice for a narrative spin on the entries on the entries world. I'm most intrigued as to how they'll add their own choice-making stamp onto the game, and whether it will follow the characters we love and hate from DVD, or whether it'll be more of a just set in the same universe-like thing. For once, no caveat, good decision from behavior. There we go. Everyone's happy about this. And I think this is the first time you've all been happy about something DVD-related. Yeah, what I will say is I think it's going to be, I feel like it's going to be completely original characters, um, survivor and killer side, I think. Um, okay. And then potentially add them to a later chapter um, in Dead by Daylight. So then it's kind of like that sort of connective tissue. Right, fair. Well, I guess we'll find out soon enough. Um, maybe that'll be the one more thing in the PlayStation Showcase. You never know. It's not... If it's not GTA 6, then it's got to be the DVD single player, isn't it? Surely. Guess we'll find out. Talking of the PlayStation Showcase, we have been talking about this all week, and it is, of course, Wednesday night at 9pm. The PlayStation Showcase is finally happening, where we get to see what the hell Sony have been working on with all of their studios for the last couple of years. Um, it's been two years since the Showcase. We've been debating whether and what we're going to see. We think, we think we have a fair idea of the obvious ones, but there's a lot out there that we don't know about yet. And we're very, very excited to find out what they're going to be presenting. So what we thought we'd do is we do some out there, completely ridiculous, bonkers ideas for the PlayStation Showcase and uh, we'll see if any of them come true. And if they do, we'll be deliciously happy. Um, I'm going to start with uh, Sean Davies. What is your, your, your crazy out there wish fulfillment announcement from PlayStation this year? PlayStation All-Stars Battle Royale 2. Yes! Featuring Yay. Master Chief. Whoa! <laughs> um, it's cross-play with PC only. Um, <laughs> I, I feel like now is the time if they want to do another one of these fighting games um, because you've got a decent enough roster. Um, but, you know, I don't think that's going to happen. Um I can, can we can we say um so I, I think there's gonna be another <laughs> little blink. <laughs> I'm trying to think about what I can and can't say. 
little big planet game i think we're going to see another one of those um the little sack boys adventure maybe what do you like mean what you can and can't say what do you know davies nothing i know nothing mm. I, like do you know when people tell you stuff and you can't back it up and then you don't want to say it out loud just in case it's wrong like when you said um <laughs> batman with the ps5 reveal yeah yeah that was embarrassing <laughs> <laughs> um so yeah let's let's put another batman in there all right <laughs> batman the showcase i'm just going wild now gta 6 for sure um the next odd world nice shits and giggles um modern nation races the return <laughs> <laughs> um but seriously, I I genuinely don't think much stuff is off the table right now because we don't like we know that Sony have so many developers right now that they either own or have deals with that we have no one else game for. Thank you, Activision. Thank you, Microsoft, for fucking things up so spectacularly that you've probably created the best PlayStation showcase of all time. It's gonna be magical. It's gonna be so magical. <laughs> I can feel it in my bones. Like Sony have just been like, okay, we're ready to announce stuff. Whoa, 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 whoa. This might affect the Microsoft deal. Let's not announce this shit until we're ready. And now, now they've got one decision to go their way, and immediately they're like, "Let's do it. <laughs> let's, fucking, let's fucking go, boys. Let's light this candle. Let's go." <laughs> uh, it's gonna be fantastic. I, 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 like little devil inside has got to be there, right? Oh, it's got to be at this point. Um, Ata. I'm going to put a, an outside guess on Ata, seeing as that disappeared from Devolver like four years ago. Wow. Um, Horror of the Orient. Horror <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that'll be there. Agent, that'll be there. Agent, yeah. Agent, just... <laughs> Scalebound. Scalebound. <laughs> oh, that was going to be my answer. <laughs> sorry, sorry, Josh. Um, yeah, let Josh do some now <laughs> before I steal all the good stuff. Right, oh no, yeah, you've made a good list. Um, I think I would love to see uh, Naughty Dog reveal not just factions, but um, the new IP they kind of teased. Um, uh, I'd, I'd even go even crazier if it was Last of Us Part 3, which I doubt will happen, but you know, stranger things have happened at showcases. Um, I wouldn't mind a Persona 6 as well. I know Toby said Persona 6. Um, I'd like to see a Persona 6. Um, uh, what else? Maybe a Twisted Metal remake, or kind of not necessarily a remake, but a revival of the franchise. Um, I don't think that's impossible because they've got the series coming out, haven't they? Yeah, yeah. and I know not uh, Destruction All Stars wasn't everyone's cup of tea, but I enjoyed it, and I think there's a there is still room for a game in the similar space of like a car battler. Um, that is worth reviving, I guess. Um, yeah, I'd love to see Little Devil Inside kind of come back with... Um, I don't think they're going to completely change kind of the whole layout of the game. I think the moments between the sort of combat that they showed off uh, had poor reception and maybe they're going to kind of... They've gone a bit more like... Uh, it's not just a map where your figure goes from place to place but more so uh, an open-ended adventure maybe closer to what kind of dead island 2 has done 
recently like bigger open world bigger open levels but not open world yeah um i'd love to see wolverine uh which is very unlikely seeing as spider-man 2 kind of needs that real shot of uh like marketing because we've not seen anything and it's supposed to be coming out this year and probably september um i'd like to see a tease for ghost of tsushima too um yeah uh but like i said in the slack earlier in the week we still need uh, more of the rise of ronin game um so i feel like they're very similar in sort of like uh gameplay that one will outshine the other and it will be ghosts if they announce a, a, a second one um kind of leaving rise of ronin into the dust um but yeah, I mean, we we know there's loads of games that we know that are coming that uh, I'd just like to see more of, uh, kind of like Stellar Blade, Death Stranding Two, um, Pragmata. I, is that the final title or is that still the working title? Um, too sure. I have no idea. Um, uh, the last the last thing I remember of that game was when I saw it at the reveal. So, I mean, it was just what two years ago at this point. So I really don't know. Yeah, Yogg was pulling for a Killzone remake. Um, I mean, I'm not someone that played all, all all of them, but I enjoyed the games. So a Killzone remake would be nice. A Resistance remake would be even better, maybe. Um, yeah. Uh, there's, there's just loads of PSVR 2 stuff as well that, I mean, I can't even think of that would come out or be released. But yeah, we're going to get loads of that as well. Come on, guys. Make it, make it so. Make Have it you got so. any wild ones, Ross? Uh, G, please. Of course, yeah. Um, I think that's due a remake. Uh, it's been a while. I say a while, it's been like 25 years. Um, <laughs> that'd be nice. Um, I think we're all pretty much assured that Metal Gear Solid will be there in some form, right? Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> um, yeah. The VGC guys are all. If you look at their tweets since this announcement, they're like, "Oh, this will be a solid show. Oh, this one gets my gears going." You know, they're like doing all that sort of stuff. So I'm like, mm, "Okay." Um. So yeah, something MDS related or Gears of War. Who knows? I mean, Microsoft could have binned it off completely and gone here. PlayStation, you have it. Fuck it. I don't care about this anymore. <laughs> um. Yeah. So I think those are those are the crazy ones, I think. Um, but I just want to... I sort of want to be in the room of Miles if they announce MDS. I just want to see what happens. Oh, I finished work at nine on Wednesday, but I'm rushing home and going to turn on the PlayStation to watch it. And I'm assured that Miles and Cal will both be there and I'll maybe join a party with them to watch along, catch up. Well, that'd be cool, yeah. Yeah, I think I have to take off your headphones at a certain moment. Yeah, get you waiting, huh? It's going to be <laughs> going to start yeah. with that or something. Um, let's can, can we go through the studios and anticipate what they're going to now announce for sure? Sure, from PlayStation. So going alphabetically, Ben Studio, which we thought we're working on Days Gone Two, got scrapped. We thought we were working on um, a 
Uncharted remake, but apparently that got moved elsewhere. Any thoughts on what they could be working on? This is the studio that did Siphon Filter. Hmm. Well, I think was... you you said it, didn't you? That you were thinking that Siphon Filter could come back. Yeah, I, I've been thinking it since they started to push the the remasters and the remakes. You know, the stuff they've been releasing on PS Plus, and the mm-hmm. fact that they didn't have anything that was announced, and you know, it, an open world Siphon Filter. Um, yeah. kind of like a Ghost Recon game. I could see that mm-hmm. going down the storm. Any, I think any... they, they might try and um, quietly make a Days Gone sequel, but not call it Days Gone 2. Call it like Nights Away or something. And they're like, <laughs> guys, we promise this isn't a Days Gone sequel, but here's a guy on a motorbike and they're full of undead human people. Ooh. Because. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. Blue point do you games. think the internet is? Do you think the internet was loud enough for Days Gone to kind of be semi-revived? No. Or do you think it was just a vacuum of uh, people angry? The problem is, it was like people like Cat. They got to it too late, and they were like, mm-hmm. "This is really good, actually." And now it's it's mm-hmm. just too late. It's just too late, unfortunately. I think. Yeah, if you look at a lot of the games that do that, you know, look at um, what was it, what was the game we were talking about the other day from Ready at Dawn? What was it called? Um, eighteen. Oh, the order. Yeah, the order. Like, yeah. Only people came to that later on and were like, it hit the the target audience like twelve months too late. Yeah. <laughs> and then no one bought it for full price, so you know. I did. Oh, yeah. Um, uh, be it the table. Uh, Blue Um, they're working on an, IP, an original IP, aren't they? Are they? I'm sure that's what's happening. I okay. think they. Uh, I think they were like, "Yeah, we're done remaking your old crappy games. We're going to make something of our own now." Fair enough. However, they could be doing the MGS remake. Who knows? They could be. Um. Fabric Games and Fire Sprite, which are essentially one studio, um, which have quite a lot of the old Studio Liverpool staff at it. I think a shooter might be coming from Fire Sprite. There's, there's, there are more employees at, at Fire Sprite and Fabric combined than most other PlayStation studios. There's more there than there is at Gorilla. Haven't they just finished? They, they did Call of the Mountain, didn't they? They assisted with Call of the Mountain, yes. Right, okay. So not their whole studio. So something, something VR is not off the table from Fire Sprite. Maybe like a VR shooter, but there was a couple of those announced that um, the state of play wasn't there. A new London heist, maybe? I'm going to go with Wipeout. Oh, okay. Uh, Firewalk Studios, which we know are doing a live service game shooter. Yes. So we've got that to look forward to, an entirely new IP. Uh, Gorilla Games. Is it too early for something for Gorilla? I would imagine so. Yeah. yeah. I think they could take a breather for the minute. I mean, not... That's, that's not like them. No, but the Burning <laughs> Shores was only a couple of months ago, wasn't it? Yeah. Anybody... Even Insomniac haven't announced kind of like <laughs> that capacity. Okay. 
Um, Haven Studios, which we know are doing an upcoming live service game for PlayStation 5. Maybe, maybe time for their announcement. Yeah, I'd say so. Uh, Housemark. Ooh. Uh, return return. 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 <laughs> oh god <laughs> if they actually announced that <laughs> I reckon it's that's too it's too early I don't think so I reckon I reckon we can get a title screen at least yeah, yeah. main yeah. character walking on screen I'm back yeah. I've returned or something like that little, but... little CGI trailer that means nothing but hey it's going you're ready yeah. fair enough yeah. Uh, Insomniac, which we know is Spider-Man 2 and potentially Wolverine. Yep. And or maybe Jack, Jack Ratchet and Clank, you never know. That'd be sweet as well. I'd love that. Uh, London Studio. So they've done uh, VR Worlds, The Sing Star, Blood yeah, and Truth. Probably more VR stuff. Media uh, Molecule. Little Big Planet 4. That'd be good. Or a new Sackboy. I think that's coming from Sumo. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, I'll, I'll put yeah, money on it coming from Sumo. Okay. Um, yeah. Because Sumo immediately shared the announcement to say, we're looking forward to seeing what our plan, fan, our friends at PlayStation announce. Mm. Which... <laughs> In between <laughs> our announcements. <laughs> um, Naughty Dog, which I think everyone's expecting factions, aren't they? But like yeah. Jeff said, probably more. Yeah, but they keep they we know nothing about factions. I don't know if factions. I don't know if this is where factions comes out. I think that'll be summer game fest or the game awards. Yeah, maybe like a TGA where it's like and it's playable now sort of thing. I don't know. I don't know. I feel like it's been in development for like ever since, maybe even before Last of Us Two, kind of in the back, and then up post part two, they kind of just went full into working on that and this new IP that they've kind of teased that they're sort of thinking about they're in the pre-development stage mm. yeah that's fair so I don't think we'll see Naughty Dog at this thing personally okay I could be wrong there uh, I'm going to speak, I'm going to skip over Nixie's because it's PC porting um, Polyphony Digital is it too soon for another Gran Turismo yeah yeah, I reckon maybe an update. They might announce some DLC or something. Yeah, like a massive update of new cars, new tracks, or something like that. Yeah, the uh-huh. VR, the GT7 VR has gone down really well, hasn't it? It's massively popular. So, it's very um, good. I think they'll, it may they even might just be a deep that. dive. Might just be a deep dive into the movie at this point. Yeah, maybe. Or you or can now play as Bella Ramsey. Yeah, I take that. <laughs> <laughs> um. San Diego Studio, they normally do the MLB game, so I can guess they're going to be doing the MLB game. Yeah, we'll um, see a trailer for the show, won't we? The show 24. Yeah. Uh, San Mateo Studio, they're doing second party support, so probably nothing from them. Santa Monica Studio. Ooh. Well now. Yeah. So, just a little... So, Corey Barlog um, said in November that Santa Monica are working on a lot of different things, including a secret project. And something that he has been working on, quote, for years. So then maybe. 
I'd be interested if they do have something else in, up their sleeve. It feels way too soon after God of War, but I mean, an announcement isn't out of the realms of impossibility because they do yeah. have two teams there. So maybe. Mm-hmm. Uh, what else we got? Savage Game Studio, which are doing mobile games. Will we get mobile games at the PlayStation? No, we're not going to get no, mobile games. No. Can you They're imagine? Post. They're not Xbox. <laughs> <laughs> they're not blizzard they know what people want um sucker punch like i said ghost of whatever that second island is going to be called um Kurikin, Kurinka, is it? do you think called. do you think do you think infamous is dead now yeah it's it's a shame to say yes um i Did think first light uh, and second sun not 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 do the numbers that they should have done no, mm. <clears throat> I really enjoyed I mean, the first light. I thought it was brilliant. I, I was a fan. I loved them both, platinum and yeah. both. So, yeah, I did think in a in a wild world where we'd get a crossover of both their games, like an infamous Ghost crossover game. But I mean, that might be a bit silly. But <laughs> hey, if we think <laughs> um, and then Team Asobi. Astro Bot, Astro Bot, Astro Bot. Yeah, it'll be a platformer. Sure. Give me Thanks. more Astro Bot, please. Thank you. Quite a lot of games. Yeah. Well, they got an hour, haven't they? And if Push they, in. Like, can you imagine? Like, I'll be honest with you. Like, five minutes per game feels generous. Like overly generous, so I imagine some of it's going to be pretty rapid. Yeah, and they, be, they haven't, they haven't said be, they're going to like deep dive into anything, have they? They just been said games. Yeah, but yeah. they'll be third. They'll be third party in there as well, won't they? Oh yeah, and any that they've money hatted for marketing rights this year, mm. so like Call of Duty. <laughs> yeah, which will be yeah. hilarious. <laughs> if, I think, uh, they... Yeah, that that will be funny if they. Reveal the new Call of Duty. <laughs> we'll probably see a little bit more of Final Fantasy 16. I know some hands-on previews came out today, but um, it'll be an, like a, a launch trailer, maybe. Yeah. Uh, Ubisoft, maybe? Avatar, Star Wars? Oh, yeah, maybe. Assassin's Creed? They, they like... I think because of the last presentation, they're kind of trying to want to do their own thing, aren't they? And I think um, recent is, sort of there is a forward in June. They have announced, yeah, yeah. So maybe not massive. Though. They're, re- they're really but... hoping for Mirage to do something. Yeah, I'm excited yeah. for Mirage. I, I really have not been this excited for AC for a while. So yeah, Mirage yeah. looks like a back to basics kind of thing, which I'm kind of into. So yeah, bring it on. I'm excited, guys. I'm really excited. I'm so excited. I can't wait. I think I think we should all get on this uh, party chat while it's on. To be honest. Yeah. And we'll just all go crazy. <laughs> have, him, have him like four minutes behind us all. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I pulled lagging in the background. What? What? What is it, guys? What is? What is this? What is this? <laughs> I love it. I do think the ratio of maybe um, just titles in general and PSVR 2 titles 
is going to lean still more into the to the just normal console games but i think there will be a higher ratio of psvr2 than we kind of are anticipating i think maybe i think we're gonna get a good chunk of them i think like under 10 but around that sort of high number of games yeah Hmm. i'm expecting i'm expecting some some big names to be in this Hmm. You know, we we talked about Half Life, Alex maybe being one of them. Um, yeah, Moss but, maybe. Potentially, yeah. Book three. I, I, I think if if you look at like the the VR platforms that are that are gonna sell your games in the highest ratio per attach rate, it's a PSVR two right now. Mm. So you know if you want to sell your games right now, they've done you know they did those little the VR sections and the other ones, but I just think if you're gonna if you're gonna have that many eyes, because every you know, essentially the entire, you know, industry is gonna down tools for that evening to watch whatever's on stage right there. You know, it's gonna be it's gonna be the perfect place to show off the absolute best you can. Not in just like a side thing, not in a in a state of play, proper big VR amazing games. So Killzone VR. Give me, give me Killzone VR. It's I think they'll not, be delighted to impossible. talk about. They'll be delighted to talk about how you can kind of get it anywhere now. That it's not just a PlayStation Direct, so you can kind of buy it at any third party retailer, just as like a easy ease of like purchase sort of brag. Mm. Are we expecting any additional hardware announcements at this? No, I don't think so. Um, I think it's purely games as, at this moment, and then is that that remote play handheld thing? Is that real or is that just? Um, um, I don't know. We talk. Um, it's, it's I think quite a lot of smoke. <laughs> yeah, I, th- so. I think that that that'll be a blog post. I think if if it's anything. Um, Fair enough. They can, we the... can put that on the game awards, can't we? Yeah, Same well, as with the controller. <laughs> I mean, VR two was a bloody blog post, wasn't it? So you know, I suppose that. I think PS5 Pro, a lot of the rumors for that are starting to fly um, pretty heavily in certain areas. So I think that maybe next year that'll be announced. Um, after the Switch 2 gets announced, I think maybe some more hardware will, will come from there. But no, I think this this will be pure games and it's going to be fucking sweet. I can't wait. I don't need more consoles right now. I'm very happy with the ones I have. <laughs> What could you do to improve the PS5? Seriously. Well, I mean, this is it. I mean, who knows? At this point, it's just storage, but that's upgradable anyway. But base base kit storage, but yeah. Yeah, it's, I, I still feel like it's too early. I still feel like maybe three, four, five years down the line, maybe. Um, But not yet. Not yet. The PS5 and the Series X are still you know, light years ahead of where they really should be. I mean, if if we're looking at visuals and the, the pure power of that, I mean, I don't know. Maybe they've looked at the 40, 90 graphics cards and like, well, we can beat that already. So maybe they, they're they going to drop a PS5 Pro early, but I don't see it happening for another two or three years, personally. And, and let's be honest, virtually none of the games on the market currently maximize the hardware available to them. No. You know, so many of these games are made with the limitations of the PS4 and the Xbox One still 
lingering around their neck like a millstone. So, you know, once once we decide that actually that's done now, we're going to make games moving forward just for these consoles. Mm. Can you imagine not having to have one of those screens where you have to force yourself through a small crevasse to let the game load up the next bit of the level? <laughs> I can't wait for that to go away. Come I on. So much of that in Survivor. So much yeah. of that. Yeah. I don't understand why either. No. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, like... Like... <laughs> it's to the point where you're like, are you just putting it in there for effect now? Like, it doesn't look like you've loaded into anything, really. You've just created a, something there just to make time. I don't know. Yeah. I, I bet there was a, a previous gen version of it knocking around before. Mm. And this is like a, yeah, then it's, this ain't going to work, guys. And <laughs> they just canned them off. <laughs> And left those little bits in because they are so quick. Like some mm. of them are like they're yeah, just quick. barely worth having. Apart from the one, did did you guys find the Easter egg with the painting? I don't think so. I've not gone too far. I'm on uh, Sand Planet. I can't remember the name for the second time. Okay. And in no, the, there's a a little passageway in on Kobo, Kobo, um, up on a ledge that. You have to go, you walk through it for like a full four minutes of going through <laughs> the loading passageway. And when you come out the other end, there are some droids painting one of the beasts that's lying down in a sexy pose. <laughs> <laughs> it's like an art class. It's so weird. Uh, oh, it's definitely worth a look though. Nice, I like that. Um, well, all right then. We shall find out if any of these crazy things come true um, Wednesday night. Where we are planning a Reaction podcast. We've just got to make sure we get everyone together as quick as we can to talk about it. Um, make sure everyone's available and just go absolutely nuts about what we just saw. And man, I'm really excited. Can you tell? Can you tell? We're really excited. Oh, video games are awesome. Um, right then, let's get into our recommendations. We're there already, ladies and gents. I love that. Um, this is where we're thinking something about the week that we think you, our low listener, should be checking out. Uh, Josh, what is your recommendation this week? Um, I didn't get to recommend it last week, um, but I watched it last week. Uh, it is a film on Disney Plus called Rye Lane. Um, it's a rom-com following two like mid-twenties. Um, one of them's gone for a bad breakup um, and they just by chance meet and they just hang out for the day and they kind of, you know, go over their lives and uh have fun in south london um it's very funny um the comedy really hits and it's a really it's just a really good feel good film at the end of it um well worth checking out all right i will i'll stick it on my watch list next to avatar and quantumania <laughs> very exciting uh sean your recommendation this week my recommendation is a comedy series on netflix called super bro which I think has just come to Netflix in the UK. Um, it's an Australian um, kind of comedy show with two guys that do all of the parts in the show around this suburban Australian family. And it's genuinely funny. Like, like it's had me in stitches. Um, like the first episode is around a guy trying to pass his, his driving test. And... I don't. I don't want to spoil it, but it's it's super dry, weird humor that's kind of like relatable, but also exaggerated. And you know, if you you guys fancy a laugh, I'd, I'd highly advise giving that giving that a watch. 
Um, oh, and if not, go watch Taskmaster because that's fucking awesome. Hey, Taskmaster! Yeah, I love Taskmaster. Um, free to watch on YouTube now. Is um, it? Series one to ten, I think, is on YouTube. Are you kidding? Yeah, and it's on Netflix so, as well, isn't it, I believe. One, one series one to six are on Netflix. Okay. Um, so my wife and I came to Taskmaster very late and started to watch it through. So we've been watching season eight on channel four or whatever the app's called nowadays. It used to be all four, whatever the hell we changed it to. Mm, yeah. Um, and the adverts are so often, um, and they have the same four adverts on every advert. Yeah. Break. <laughs> so, so, so we're like, we just don't want to watch it anymore because we have to watch the Oxfam advert over and over again. So, Fair. um, if it's on YouTube, I will absolutely switch to YouTube. Thank you very much. That is a better recommendation than mine. Thank you very much. You're very welcome. <laughs> um, I'm a, I'm, I'm a big fan of Taskmaster. So I find watching it in, in Oregon. And there's a weird bit. I've got Sky Stream, and so there's a weird thing where they can cut the adverts for you out of everything you watch. It's this weird magic thing they do, and they just cut all the adverts. So no matter what you're watching on any streaming site, they just cut out all the adverts for you. And you just keep watching. It's beautiful. Thank you very much, Sky. I like that sort of thing. Yeah, that's pretty good. And of course, all four have got like all the way up to like series fifteen or whatever it is now. Yeah. Um. So it's um. Yeah, that's probably where to watch it, but. Yeah, I know what you mean. The avatar painting the dick. So yeah, just watch it on YouTube. There's loads of them. Mm-hmm. There. What's <laughs> your recommendation there. for this week? Um, Taskmaster New Zealand. No, um, I should say watch the Taskmaster New Zealand and Taskmaster Australia because they're also very, very funny. Um, okay. My recommendation is Fall Guys. I know this is random, but um, Fall Guys now how have how have they now have a creative mode where you can create your own gauntlets. And I've been having a right laugh playing through some players' uh, maps. It's been really, really fun. Um, if you have the tenacity and the brains to make your own gauntlets, then go for it. I haven't yet. I kind of want to give it a go, um, but I haven't had the... Uh, I'm not there yet, but I'm playing a lot of the ones that have been made. And they're really, really fun. And it's it's a nice break from you know the constant rotation of the old maps that the Guys has been doing. So yeah, it's essentially now Fall Guys has infinite maps, so you can just play as many as you like, and it's it's great. So yeah, highly recommend to check out Fall Guys now because it just never ends, and that's 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 the wonder of it. It's great, and it, yeah, it just goes on and on and on. It's brilliant. So yeah, my recommendation is Fall Guys. Go check it out. Nice. Have you played it on mobile? I haven't played it on mobile. No. Okay. That's a mobile version. I believe so, yeah. Like or an official it, mobile version? Uh, I think so. Because mm, I remember seeing uh, Tumble Friends on Android <laughs> yeah. for a while. <laughs> I get adverts for that on TikTok all the time. Mm. I'm like, uh, yeah, no, that's uh, not going to play that. Um, but no, I didn't know there was a mobile version. I'll have to have a look. Very cool. Maybe I'm probably... I'll have a look anyway. It's fine. Okay. Um, right then, that's it, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you all very much indeed for listening. Don't forget, if you want to follow us, you can follow us absolutely everywhere. Just go to the link tree in the description below to find us in all the places. If you want to follow us on Twitter, you can at FNGRGNS. If you want to follow us individually, all of our handles are in the description below, except for Mars, of course, who's smart and not on Twitter. If you really like what we do, want to follow us on Patreon for $1 a month. You can keep this podcast live on its various podcast hosting services. 
and keep the website nice and shiny. But that's it. We will be back sometime this week with our PlayStation Showcase reaction special. Oh my God, I'm so excited. But until then, it is goodbye from Josh Thompson. Bye, everyone. It is goodbye from Sean Davies. Doodles. It is goodbye from me. I've been Roscoe. We'll see you next time on the Finger Guns. Podcast.